and welcome back to Rugby Connection Podcast. Well, this week, the tides have turned in a drastic measure and it is genuinely all to play for. Next week, joining us, just the happy Englishman this week, it's Harv. Hey! Oh. I'm actually happy this week, so uh, that makes yeah. a change. I mean, big one for everyone this week. But before we get into the televised North versus South, as it's basically been put, Georgia versus Italy. Oh, I've been waiting for this. Yes. Well, before you proper go into the details, obviously when Italy beat Wales and you got the Italian commentary of Capuzzo, 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 Padovani. Yeah, well, Georgian commentary said, hold my beer, cause... That was the second try of the match. So I was only ten minutes in. Second try of the match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even like the like at the death winner. That was thirteen minutes in. Love it. I will, I will say this, and I think we need more. We need like these European assets, uh, European countries, sorry, are an asset. Yeah. Italy, right. France, uh, Georgia, just scream passion. Yeah. And you know, I, I've been saying it for, for, for like two, three years now. We need a seven, like this is the Seven Nations era we're going to go into. Uh, and Georgia, no, listen, Georgia are going to be the next big, they're going to be the next team in the Six Nations. Well, I'm not against Georgia being in there, and I don't want it to be removed, but I don't want just to add numbers and just keep it six. And that's all I'm saying, work it out however you fucking please. But I, 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 I don't know. I think the actual logistics of uh, Six Nations with relegation promotion. Hmm. It would need a lot of work. If if World Rugby, I know they are in charge, but if World Rugby was in charge of the Six Nations and it was like the World Rugby Six Nations tournament, it'd be so much easier to do right promotion and relegation. But because the Six Nations have a separate board and one member of each board is from each Six Nations country, it's a bit difficult. No, and listen, like I. I think this is my reasoning for it because it's take because it takes place over obviously it's five rounds over seven weeks. Uh-huh. You're really only going to want a maximum of about eight teams. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think obviously if you have a seven nations six matches. Uh, three matches, break three matches. You can keep the calendar sort of in that way. Unpopular opinion. Like without changing anything, I don't like the second break in Six Nations. Well, between the third third round and fourth round? Yeah. Why is it there? And my reasoning is, when you're at your club, there's not a week off, essentially. Yeah. And I get player welfare, and that'll probably be the reason why. I just feel like the timing of it is very strange because you go two, one, two. Yeah, and that annoys me. It's because 
you know, the third round of Six Nations is is everything just starts to shape up. Yeah, and then it's, then you're oh we fall again. You know, you've got a break. Things are shaping up, and then you break again. You want the fourth and fifth rounds like to come sooner. Plus, selfish reason for me. I know it doesn't affect you, <laughs> but like that gap. The Scottish players based in England or France, they have to go back to their teams and they're eligible for their clubs. They pick up an injury, and I send out the Six Nations. I'm like, that's, that's bullshit, really. That's realistically, that's just leave them in camp. It happened. I know football's different because everything just stops. But, you know what I mean? Just let the players stay in camp. You're not telling me you need them every week. No. You've got a squad of 60. That just goes for every team. You have, you have got like academies and, and all that. So, but one of them up. Yeah, exactly. And I think it'd be difficult to move around the, uh, the rugby season accordingly. You know, if you want breaks in the season and whatever and whatever. Um, obviously, with um, I think URC implements breaks around Six Nations time. Yeah, uh, next season there's there's a, they've got that international window. Um, I think you know obviously it's it'll probably be a diff, bit difficult in the Premiership scheme of things, seeing as we're now playing two more games. Um, you know, playing two more games, and one thing I think rugby lacks is you can't condense the calendar, meaning no, no. Yeah. you can't have midweek games. Um, you know, obviously, I'd say um, rugby, you'd need a, probably um, a bit more recovery than most sports, which is why, obviously, games never rarely ever happen midweek, apart from, let's say, Premiership Rugby Cup, in which case it is academy players who are playing in that. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. So it's it's, it's a really difficult one. But um, no, but back on to the main point. Yes. Georgia have shown they can play with big boys. Hundred percent. I mean, Italy they can play with the big boys. These these two like if Georgia can beat Italy and Italy can beat Wales, then oh, I think don't, don't someone commented that to me earlier. So it was like, so Georgia beat Italy, who beat Wales, who beat Scotland, who beat England, who beat Australia, who beat South Africa, and I'm like, fucking breathe, Jesus. That's oh, about- Georgia are world champions. Yes, by that by the old RCP logic we used to do for club rugby, yeah, Georgia's the best team in the world. But that, well, I think that was mainly just to save Sean from all the pain of supporting Connacht. But, um, yeah, but well, no, I think right. again, you know, where we've said Italy have been developing, I'd say Georgia are probably going in quite the same way. Yeah. Um, again, more and more of their players are heading out to uh, to to big European leagues. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got uh, players in France, players in uh, England. Yeah, they'll most likely be uh, implementing players into URC as well soon. So, I'd like to see some Georgians in Edinburgh. I know, uh, I know. Um, there's, there's there's quite a few in the Premiership actually. To be fair, yeah, you've got. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Kavid Nadsi. The thing is, that could be anyone. Like, it's no, just... no, no, no. The, he's outside. He scored a beautiful try in the Autumn Nations Cup. Against oh, Stevlade, uh, yeah. Yeah, he plays for Gloucester. But last thought on the Georgian team and how well they played, Davi Nineyashvili, the football, he was at yes. fullback. Yes. European Challenge Cup champion with Leon this year. Barbarian, 
against England. It was him that did the f- nice little roll and kept going. Mm-hmm. And now he's just beat, helped his country defeat their first tier one nation. Now go above them in the rankings. He's 19 years old. Exactly. I mean, you can't... Mad. You, you can't... You can't teach class. Yeah, you know, these lads are... Georgians have got rugby in their blood. Oh, they have. It's the number one sport, and rightfully so. It's fantastic. But we're moving on, because we could talk about how good George is. Go on, go on, go on. Quickly, quite briefly, um, I'm just going to mention the score, because I don't think it was actually televised over here. Romania beat Uruguay, 30-22. Oh, it's different Sunday games. Um, yeah, no, uh, fair play. These two sides... Um, these two sides, they're kind of there and thereabouts when it comes to World Cup. They always appear but never really get far. Um, again, these are two sides that I like to see develop on the world stage. Um, yeah. Romania, again, have had some players come over to come over to France mainly. Um, but yeah, again, you know, um, some good lads there. Um, Just one of the praise. I won't. I can't remember his name. But I know who I'm on about. There's a Uruguayan player, the first player ever in North or South America to get 100 international caps. Well done. We move on. <laughs> Speaking, because you mentioned World Cup, there was actually a World Cup playoff this weekend. Chile versus Ooh. USA. Proper nail-biter. 22-21 to USA. The funniest thing about this is actually it was, it was stopped in the 60th minute for a floodlight failure. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, it's not exactly what you want to see on your um, on a on a on a big stage like this. Obviously, Chile have played uh, amazingly uh, this year and towards the end of last year. They beat Canada, obviously, uh, in a yep. two-legged tie, and this is also a two-legged tie, uh, meaning that Chile need to win by two um, to make it into the World Cup, and the USA need to draw. So yes. uh, that is. Uh, game obviously, um, uh, friend of the show AJ McGinty was yeah. uh, was doing his business with um, a, a kicking rate, which we'll just say is um, in the middle. Um, but you know, um, it, it, it was a weird game, but um, again, I, I, I'll keep my eyes on it. I'm really, I'm really excited for this next yeah. week. Uh, just see how this unfolds because I'd love to see Chile in the World Cup you know I think um, one thing about rugby is we need to grow the game and if yeah. the USA are consistently getting in um, it's nothing against the USA we need someone like Chile um, we, there's a there's a profile for the game in South America we've seen that with uh, both Uruguay and Argentina uh, we need uh, another nation in there and Chile are the ones to do it 100% well before we dive straight into the big games just one last thing about the World Cup Namibia they won the Africa Nations Cup. Yes. And they qualified for the Rugby World Cup. So, nice to see them back. Yeah, exactly. And I know how I said grow the game, grow the game. Um, but Namibia are also part of that growth. Um, yeah. And France beat Japan again. But it was closer this time. Japan were winning. It was closer this time. I think I said, um, I was making predictions with our with our friend Simeon. Um, I think I said by about a try, a yeah. score. So, this is... So, you know, I was I was right on that one. That's, I like the fact that, like, with how I mentioned that comment earlier, like, Georgia beat X1, so on and so forth. Every team in World Rugby has beat them. They are. No one, you know, 
This is what's so good about rugby that everyone is uh, everyone's beatable. Exactly. I mean, the big fish got beat starting off with the proper, well, not proper, North versus South televised home nations thing. Yeah. New Zealand versus Ireland. Now, Ireland won. First time they've ever beat New Zealand in New Zealand and they also end the, uh, the All Blacks undefeated streak at Forsyth Bar Stadium in Dunedin. But, like, well done, Ireland. Nice one. But, what a fucking mess of a game. Four cards in the first half. Lesser fine at Anuku getting yellow. People are debating it should have been a red for absolutely flattening our boy, Mark Hansen. Not cool, Lester. You should know better. <laughs> Just from that. Off our Tungafasi getting yellow carded for tackling Gary Ringrose when Gary didn't even have the ball. <laughs> Was that a penalty try in your eyes? Yeah. I don't know what Jakob Piper seen when he went, yeah, there was a player. He just, no he just, player. he must have seen some like Blade of Grass and just like, is that an all black there? Like, he's, he's... Black there yeah. And then the big one, Angus Tavo getting red carded for basically just running directly at Gary Ringo's head. They clashed heads. They both Gary went through around. a bit of, uh, Gary must have been through a couple of emotions during that match. He's, yeah. Well, he went off after that. He he filled his HIA. Wonder why? Big tight head, all running at you. Yeah. What I do feel sorry for New Zealand in this just this one little bit. Their discipline was a shocking, and they did deserve to lose off that alone. But <laughs> they had to take off Ardi Savia to make the change, so the scrum would still hold when they went a man down, an extra man down. Sorry. And because of the red card, and because Ardi was the last man to come off. He was not allowed back on. So I'm like, you've lost arguably the best number eight in world rugby. A proper game changer. 35 minutes yeah. You know, I we, we talked about this during the Six Nations, this um uncontested scrums rule. Yeah. It's it's weird. Um yeah, I like it. But Andrew Porter, two tries. Absolutely. What a unit. guy. What a guy. What a guy. The man stole the... Sorry, carry on. I was about to say, he opened the scoring in both the first and the second half, so he definitely yeah. had uh, some impact going into that. Um... So, yeah. But the man that stole the show, and it really wasn't even... For... Well, he get, did get man of the match performance. Piero Mane to Sam Kane. Who do you think you are? You're just a shit Richie McCall. I love I love Piero Mane. I love that. You can, I love it even more because it's got 120,000 views on my account, and the Simon Zebel liked it, so I've peeked at that. So thank you, Peter, for shitting on Sam Kane's parade. Exactly, <laughs> a monster. And um, Harv, you'll be happy with this result. England, 25-17. And Again. this might be a first for me. Owen Farrell was good. How good is <laughs> Owen Farrell? Yeah. He says it. We just need... Um... We just need Johnny May to come back and have, have an absolute well, storm. Anyway, um, <laughs> now listen uh, again. My 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 dodgy work hours meant I wasn't able to watch this game. Um, to be honest, I wasn't able to watch any of the games on Saturday. But um, fair play, England. Um, honestly, I think um, you know it's it's it's, it's like um, I want to say Van Poorfleet said last match the interview. Yeah. Um, 
There we go. He said, let's go win this 2-1. We've made it 1-1. We can go make it 2-1. Um, 2-1 yeah. to us, obviously. That would be the... Yeah. If it was 2-1 to, to them, then... Uh, but anyway. But listen, you know, I think um, Owen, he had, a, he had a good enough game. You know, again, you know, keep the scoreboard ticking. Like, yeah. Um, I think one of the one of the common things about mainly Northern Hemisphere rugby is to keep the score ticking. Just keep oh, the point, that. keep the points when they're going. Um, you know, you need to if you, if you, if you're really just relying on the on the big scores and tries, then there's a lot less of a chance than just taking a kickable score and going for it. Um, yeah. So, like, fair play to Owen. Um, you know, for someone who's He's had his doubters as of recent. Um, I think, um, you know, he is an amazing player at the end of the day and he, ha- he has really just shown it in this. Um, only the one try, but again, like I said, Northern Hemisphere rugby, you should, you know, that's somehow how it happens. You know, yeah. just the one try. And if you're kicking scores, kicking scores, kicking scores, win the game, then at the end of the day, I'm not too fast. Yeah, no, well said. There is three... Topics I want to talk about. Okay. One, very briefly. Hunter Paisami, the outside centre for Australia. What an absolute unit. He did flatten Mauro Toji. Mauro Toji is now out of the third test with concussion. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, he was just everywhere. Obviously not on the winning side, but yeah, everywhere. I don't know if you've seen it, but Tom Wright's solo effort so oh. he got it from inside his 22, carved the English defence open, chipped it over Jack Knoll. The debut and Tommy Freeman came across, got the ball, and Tom Wright wasn't finished there. He just grabbed Tommy Freeman by the scruff of the neck and yanked him out. I was like, oh, what a play. A proper Tom Wright. Again, uh, you know, Tom Wright, um, he showed his class last year when, um, when France came over. Um, and, you know, this is the first time we kind of really saw him. Um, I think he's got a lot to offer in a, in a, in a golden green shirt. Um, so I again, I'm happy to I'm I'm happy to talk about him. You know, I'm I'm quite a big fan of the young talent that Australia have been bringing up. Again, yeah. um, I'm not avidly watching the 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 AU side of Super Rugby, um, but the talent they are bringing up, uh, John Pattaya, Tom Wright, for example, um, how well are they doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, the Wallabies. 2023 could be a bit early, but 2027 maybe we're sleeping on them a bit. Maybe. Um, and they're hosting in 2027 as well. So, well, yeah, exactly. Know. You know, if there's any World Cup you want to win, it's your home one. Um, <sighs> the less said about that, the better. Anyway. The next year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the less said about. You can't talk about winning your own World Cup. You didn't do anyway, it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? You know, I think um, the Wallabies should never be, really be slept on. Yeah, um, 100%. There is one worrying issue, and I did message you about it. And I noticed it when it happened to John Pataya three minutes ago. He was out cold. Now, it just comes across, because like Quade Cooper got injured before the ball was even touched last week, and he's out of the series. And it's just, are Australia just not being physical enough to warm their bodies up in the warm-up? You know, I think... Um... Anyone who's ever played uh, at such a level, there's you know, 
there's that fine line between preparing and not going all out. Mm. There's a certain intensity you have to hit that you're not that you're not blowing out that you're not blowing out your ass, but also just to be game prepared. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a key issue for Australia. I wouldn't say England's. I wouldn't say England's um, discipline or just physicality is is overall just worse. Yeah. Um, but I would say this for a start that this might be something that Australia want to look into. Um, again, I don't think we can know the full details of it. This might just be a coincidence that a lot of players are injured. This is rugby, a physical sport, um, yeah, and injuries happen. But it's just a bit strange how how frequent and maybe even how severe they're happening. So the reason I mention it is because, like last week, Quid Cooper didn't touch a ball out of the series. John Pataya probably is going to miss the deciding test because he was wiped out. No, of course. And then, I think, I might get the minutes wrong, but there wasn't very long left. You make the tactical sub, prop, like, was head, pressure head. Angus Bell came off. He played bloody well, might I add. Mm-hmm. Scott Seal came on. 45 seconds into coming on, I'm sure his shoulder dislocated after one hit. And I'm like, it could have just been, he might have went in wrong, but again, yeah, exactly. in, one, one hit, dislocated shoulder, and Angus Bell then has to do the weighty. I'm like, are you just not warming up properly? Yeah. Or that just- well, also from a player's perspective, there's a lot of things you have to get right. I know that... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, anyone that probably watches rugby also plays rugby. Um, your coaches, your coaches will tell you, you know, get the tackle technique right. Um, go in with the right technique. You know, I'm not a forward, but you know, you always hear coaches saying to forwards, uh, get down and low, head up. Um, so you know, whether it's, whether it's a, you know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong: a technique issue, um, um, a, a physical injury issue. So I think. There's a lot of things that could go into it. Um, this is maybe not something that a lot of people have picked up on, but I think maybe something that Australia rugby just need to properly look into in terms of reducing injuries. Because I know that Harlequins um, over last season, uh, sorry, not over last season, but over the Premiership winning season, yeah. um, recorded their lowest injury total. Oh, really? And that was due to a new plan that would keep intensity with um, as with as little contact as possible. Mm, and I can, and you can see clubs moving in that way. You know, um, if you're a if you're a player for a club, you might you might recognise you're not as doing doing as much as physical. Uh, you may be working more on ball skills. Um, you may be working more on, you know, if you're using sort of touch, it keeps the intensity without actually making the contact. So I think that's maybe Australia haven't quite figured that aspect out yet. But I'll yeah. say this for a third time: this is not this is something they want to look into. We don't know the full details. Yeah, like I'm not bashing it, but like player welfare is most important. Players are the most important. At the end of the day, you know, we're not we're not robots, we're humans. And uh, I say we like I'm an international rugby player. Um, but <laughs> you know, uh, these these lads, they're they're not robots, they're they're actual humans yeah. that need to be treated with not only respect but also care. So hundred percent. We're gonna move on to the most boring game 
of the weekend. In our history, though, Wales 13, South Africa 12. First time ever the Wales have beat South Africa in South Africa. I think the last time, it was, they got really weird with the commentary. The last time Wales won a test in South Africa was at the first World Cup, but it was against like Japan. I was like, it doesn't really count then, does it? Because that's neutral ground, in a way. So, the first time South Africa, in South Africa, nothing happened until about 90 seconds left, and Josh Adams showing what he should have probably did last year. Yeah, I mean... When it matters. Listen, the only way you'd be on the edge of, edge of your seat in this match is if someone pushed you there. You... Yeah. <laughs> So. Honestly, you know, I, I didn't hear much about this game. You know, to have a to have a three three half is you know people were saying to me it's an arm wrestle. Like, there's an arm wrestle and then there's just flat out boring, nothing happening. There's an arm wrestle. But it's between two of the lads who have never seen a gym in their life. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's like you've picked the two. Um, I, you know, I'm not even going to continue with that. But, <laughs> but, but you know, I you know, yeah, of course, yeah, I do. Um, you just Gareth Anscombe coming up clutch. Commentator said it was the biggest kick of his career. I'm not going to argue that. Probably was. And the yeah, fact exactly. he's done it. You know, I, so much I after really, his knee injury. I have, I have, I have respect for Gareth Anscombe, and this is not something I'll say lightly about a player. Um, seeing as I, I, I definitely feel um, a different way towards this fly-off competitor. Um, but oh, we know. We'll find out we'll do, yeah. Um, <laughs> but listen, you know, Gareth, uh, he's a good player who's shown a lot of um, who's shown a lot of skill, a lot of talent. Um, and obviously the knee injury set him back. Um, it was just poor to see, really. And um, but. An incredible moment, and obviously to to net that one after um, last week, uh, South Africa doing the yeah. same basically. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if he just went, you know, big up the three um, towards him. Just a massive fu. Um, but no, I would have. Um, it, it would have been great. But listen, um, awful match. Good, uh, good finish. Um, yeah. So yeah, it goes on to a decider. As does the next game, we're all going to the side of <laughs> Scotland versus Argentina. I, uh, I, I feel so smug with like people in the comments and all that because I said, as soon as the game finished last week, I was like, this team will learn from it. They'll bounce back. They'll get the win. I was but hoping What could they do? The back row, Rory Darge, Hamish Watson, who got his 50th, Matt Ferguson were everywhere. Turnover Central, I think Rory Lawson on commentary called Darge and Watson the Jackal Brothers. They were, uh, it, was, it was a sight to behold. Ben White getting his first start gives you that extra option and how he sees the game. Obviously, every scrum half is very different, so it was a nice whiff of fresh air. Darcy Graham getting the, that high ball. I don't know how he got that and kept running. But fair play. The only sad point of this game, and it had to happen to our friend of the show, our boy, the best mullet going now, because that thing is majestic oh. as hell. 
You're not quite there yet, Harvey. You keep no, going. Come on. No, no, no. Come on. So our, our good friend, Kyle Rowe, made his Scotland debut this weekend. Got a brilliant turnover. I don't think I've ever seen a winger get such a clean turnover. And like like 90 seconds into their international debut, especially. Done that. The end half, the half end ended. And uh, <clears throat> started making some nice meters. He was starting to like build up into the game. Argentina then did score a try. It was then taken back because the try was a forward pass, so it didn't count. And you know you can't just run into players because that's dangerous, so you have to jump over them. Kyle mm-hmm. jumped over him and his ankle went like fucking jelly. Stretched off and Kyle, mate, hope you feel better and come back stronger and quicker and better than ever because I don't care what country you support, nobody wants to see that, especially on their debut. No, of course not. Um, but one, one thing I'll mention about Scotland <clears throat> is, um, you know, obviously 8-6 at the half, um, you know, looking like a tight contest. Obviously, it probably wasn't much to write home about in terms of the excitement of the game. But 21 unanswered points in the second yeah. half, um, you know, it just shows what, what, what Scotland are capable of. And, you know, um, Argentina are someone on, on, on home turf could actually be quite intimidating. And oh, God, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that got the best of Scotland in the first test. Um, but listen, you know, um, I feel it was more the moment in the first test. It was our first home game since COVID, it was sold out, yeah, exactly. And listen, you know, going to watch rugby in Argentina is on my is on my bucket list because I, I reckon it'd be unreal. I mean, um, I we'll get there eventually. Um, but you know, you keep in, you know, you're keeping Argentina scoreless throughout the second half, plus. You, you lost Boff, who's the only lad who scored on the pitch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> unless, unless, unless you're scoring tries, you haven't really got an option. So I'd say it's, 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 it's a shame for Argentina because I know they can do better. Um, yeah. They have done better. They have done, yeah. Absolutely. They have done amazingly better. You know, I had again, someone, anyone in I would, world ranking is beatable. I, exactly. That is the theme this week. That may be the title, I don't know. <laughs> but you, 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 you let to know by then. Yeah. Um, it's weird because, like, obviously I was beyond ecstatic at the result. And I was quite frequent with the content on Saturday. Like, bang, there's your halftime score. There's my thought on the half. On the second, full time, blah, blah, blah. So I did that for all the games. Well, all four games that Sky was showing. And... I was jumping for joy when Scotland won. Like you said, 21 unanswered points. That's no, that's some stretch to do on any international game. Well, on away from home. And I was just praising the team and obviously sending like regards to Kyle. And somebody commented like, yeah, but it's the easiest fixture. It's not though, is it? It's not the easiest fixture. I'll tell you that as much. Yeah, these the Argentina, yeah. you know, Two years ago, they beat the All Blacks twice. Once they drew the other time, but still, they didn't lose. They, they still didn't lose against them. And then somebody then commented back at that, saying, "No, the easiest is Japan." No, it's not. It's just not, though, is it? France, uh, you know, France got incredibly close. Well, no, Japan, Japan got incredibly. Close. 
And look what Japan did in the World Cup. Well, two consecutive World Cups. You know, they made the they made the quarters in the in in 2019 at their home World yeah. Cup. Finished top of their group, being Ireland and Scotland. Um, <laughs> I know, but they, they, they obviously, obviously they beat like some big team in 2015. Um, I'm not sure how many people heard of that one, but um, <laughs> not me. But um, no, it, you know, it just shows that we'll say this again: everyone in World Rugby is beatable. Club, country, whatever, whatever. On their day, everyone, anyone can be anyone. Yep, hundred percent. We're going to leave it at that because that's that's the message of this of this episode. Quickly, just before we proper sign off, predictions for next week. Oh, I I think two Northern Hemisphere teams will win their series, and two will not. Right. I have got a full. I've got a full list of fixtures here. Oh, actually, we're we're actually like in mixed a mixed bag this week because we've got Ireland, so we've got our boy Mark Hansen, and we've got against the Maori All Blacks, and our latest guest Alex Nankin will start. So, boys, we love you both. Just don't hurt each other. Um. Yeah, but Ireland. Anyway. Um. Right, okay, so predictions. We've got New Zealand mm-hmm. first. I think New Zealand's gonna bounce back hard. Hard. Not thrashing, they're just gonna come back and be like, Yeah, this is how we actually play. With a win. I think it'll be a draw. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna be this guy. Listen, I I I like Ireland to win series realistically. A wood for historical value. I, I'm, I don't know why I'm getting really like Lions 2017 vibes. No, I hate it. I hate it. It's the stupidest decision. It's not not you saying that. I mean, just the fact a best of three series. Oh, it's a draw. See you next year. No. no I, 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 I'm gonna go draw. I I don't care. I'm gonna go draw. Ah, no. Right, now I'm going all box. I think all box will win it. And I okay. think they're going to prove Australia, England. <laughs> I mean... Say it. I think England will win it. <laughs> I don't want them to, just because it's, it's fun. And, but we have banter with it, me and you. Not yeah, everyone does. If Australia win it, it would be nice to see the Wallabies finally get back to where they should be. I but, think, yeah. I I think for England, stuff's got a little bit tougher. We've lost Maratoji, who I've been saying for months is the Just real only option in the in the second row. You're gonna have Charlie Hughes and Johnny. If we're smart enough, if we're smart enough, we might play Courtney Laws there, who's also very capable of doing a job. Um, yeah. so Eddie, I know you're a big fan of the Rugby Connection podcast. Listen to me. Um, that's the big fish that we're getting to that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um <laughs> I think I think I think it's got a lot tougher. So if if we win, it'll be a really it'll be a hard fought deserved win. Okay. I think by default I'm gonna go Australia. And it hurts me. We've switched rules somehow. It hurts me. Well, right, look, from a podcast point of view. 
our back Australia because of our boy Nick White. We've we've met like we've met a good few times. I've bought you how many pints, Murray? One. Maybe two. Two, two. two at the dam. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, the dam. All right, three. Yeah, three. There we go. Sorry. There we go. Anyway, um, <laughs> listen. Um, I think my default will be Australia, but if England can go and do it, it'd be really deserves. So I think that's the closest series to the side. Right, we'll take a we'll take a we'll take a little break off the the of, the, of that Georgia Portugal. Oh, like Georgia, just because of what they did last week, I'm going to go Georgia. Um, listen, of of course I'd love Portugal. Um, you do. I I would love Portugal. Um, but the pack, Georgia, Georgia have got like Georgia have got it got it in the bag like. And please, for the second week in a row, let's go. Nina Yashvili! South Africa, Wales. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. They fucking. Wales did everything in the first test and were unlucky. They did nothing in the second and got the win. South Africa's going to come back fucking. I, I, I hope it's. I hope it's like very like first test like as well. More entertaining, you mean? Same. <laughs> uh, what do I go for a drop now? Um, no, no more draws. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go. I'll go South Africa, but it'll be a last kick of the game. If it's Morningstein, I know he's retired from last, but it, it's always a guarantee. If it's like thirty seconds to go and he pulls up, I'm going to kick him. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. This is a, a big one. This shapes the future for next year. USA, Chile. Oh God. Just from what you said, what from what you said, an exposure of rugby, I'm gonna go Chile. But I think, oh, it's, it's like there's there's only one it's point. A, it's, it's in the states. I I unfortunately think it'll be USA. But I think you I think it'll be more. If it's USA, we get a nice Instagram post out of it because our boy AJ. But that again, that's that's podcast thinking. That's not personal. I've won, but at what cost? Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> but no, I look, listen, I, lo- I love Chile, but I think this is uh, Chile's run will come to an end. And I think it'll be so sad to see because I think Chile has become everyone's favourite team this year. Um, everyone's second. I think, I'm still going to back Chile for the prediction. But if they don't do it, 100% they'll be at 2027. Fair enough. The big, the big one for, for the Anderson. Argentina, Scotland. Scotland, genuinely, um, it's going to be it's going to be close. But I think first test was a blip. The way we performed in that second half, it feels unfinished. Finish it. I think Argentina have got a lot of worries in the camp at the moment. Yep. No oh, Sanchez. No Sanchez. Who's... Santiago Carreras, as good as he was in the first test, was like non-existent for the majority of the second. Because he doesn't play 10. I'm unwillingly going to go for Scotland. There we go. That's what you want in the connection team. Because I backed England, half back Scotland. I love it. Exactly. But we are going to be wishing for opposite. 
Yeah, I'll back. I'm, I deeply want an Argen, uh, Australia. You're genuinely want an Argentina. I'm, yeah. I'm like deeply Argentinian. Um, and then we'll just say uh, on Sunday, uh, Uruguay, Romania. Oh, we'll go Uruguay. We'll call it because the best of two uh, aggravates me. A best of two series of waste of time. Um, who's what's the current score? Oh yeah, it'll be um, it's uh, what's it called? Romania are currently in the lead though. Give us one all. It'll be one all if you're going and they don't do an aggregate score. No. Well, they sure. play the it's not a three test because Japan and France was only two. Japan's finished. Oh, I don't know then. I'll, uh, Romania. Just for the vibes. Just for vibes. They have got a nice jersey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we'll end it at that. Hopefully, like we said, two, two home wins, two away wins next week. And then very neutral grounds for the rest. But Harv, thank you for talking shit again this week with me. Thank you for talking shit with me again as well, Mary. Yeah. Um, be sure to subscribe to our channel. We have got so much coming out. But it's coming out of my fucking ears at this point. If <laughs> I much stuff we've got coming for you. Our latest interview was, like I mentioned earlier, with Maori All Black, Alex Nankerville. It doesn't speak Maori, but there's a spoiler for the intro. <laughs> no, it is a great chat, great lad, good laugh, loves his rugby, has an interesting tattoo that Harv would love the meaning behind. That's all I'm saying. I'll tell you after, but you'll love it. Um, coming out this week, final whistle interview with the legend, England's most cap player of all time, Rocky Clark. Go on, Rocky. What a legend she is. She is so lovely to talk to as well. Mouth like a sailor when we stop recording, though, but we'll have more. <laughs> and yeah, then we'll be back next weekend for hopefully the production's gone right and then the deciding tests. But for me, for me. Wait, no, actually, for you. For me. Yeah, for, for me. Yeah. Because then England would have won. But are we going for the deep down prediction? Deep down prediction, England are going to win. Scotland are going to win. But yeah, this has been Rugby Connection. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. Get, just share, comment, subscribe. Get the word out. Get, yeah, get the word out because numbers are going up very slowly, but we want to skyrocket this. Because there's no reason why we should. We have great guests, we have great hosts, they love rugby, and we cover so much. <laughs> We've just covered like the whole world of rugby in like half an hour, 45 minutes, give or take. But yeah, Harv, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, mate. Yeah, this has been Rugby Connection, and we'll see you next time.